yeah. I love my HBCU. And bar? I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she's tired. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and the whole team is here. So welcome to episode 369 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBC sports. For institutions large and small from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture. HBC athletic aesthetics facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs and the business of HBC sports. We simply call it HBC Sports Pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KSOH 1230 AM studios with the Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, uh, Mike Washington, how are you doing today, man? Uh, pretty good, Doc. Life on the road as usual. But I'm always ready for another night in the lab with, with you and my boy CB there. Already, already. Today's episode of Inside the HC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, Charles Bishop, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dr. Neal. Uh, apparently, um, I, I'm found. I've been found here on Dr. Neal's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab for I don't know how long, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's some people out there looking for you. Putting out an ABB? I thought you'd be on the show regular. Hey, I, I thought so, but. Take care of some business on Thursday, but I guess they thought you wouldn't hold for real. Yeah, I know, but it is what it is. It's uh, comical, but uh, yeah. happy to be back for another back. Tuesday show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so back for the first time. I can time. officially report you are back, but you're fine. If you yeah. talking about HBCU sports uh, the rest of this season and it's a football season as well. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been talking HBCU sports quite a bit, so uh, it hasn't gone anywhere, and and will continue to do so. I don't think uh, that'll ever uh, change, but you know, um, we will say that the the, the possibilities are endless. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Put that little tease out there. there My understanding the SIC tournament is going on, and you have it uh, on your TV in the background. Do you have yeah. a final ones near? Yeah, we, it looks like we have a, a final, and Edward Waters has upset Kentucky State on the women's side of the bracket. Uh, Edward Waters came in the sixth seed uh, from the east. They have upset the three seed in the west. Kentucky State looks like a final uh, from Savannah is uh, Edward Waters 67, Kentucky State thoroughbreds. 62. The OVs, the, the SIC, I should say, will not 
never let you down. They will not yeah. let you down. It is meant to have upsets, and they tend to start those upsets early on in uh, the SIEC. We'll keep a, a look on it, but we're going to do this next segment, this early news segment, if you would. We're going to do it like they do the African-American Black Church, monthly birthdays. We're going to say congratulations. Congratulations to everybody. If you hear my voice, clap one time. You hear my voice clap two times. <laughs> Let me go down the list. Elizabeth City State Vikings wins the CIAA Tournament Championship and the women's win first ever CIAA title with a 55 to 40 victory over Shaw. For many of you all that follow us, you've heard this by now. Head coaches Tanisha Lewis, assistant coaches, staff, Naisha Blanco. Uh, Food Lion Tournament MVP and all of the players involved, I want to say congratulations. I also would like to add congratulations to Winston-Salem State men who win the CIAA championship uh, with a 62-57 victory against Lincoln, Pennsylvania. Head coach Cleo Hill Jr. Yes, you've heard the name before. Head, mm. head Cleo Hill, this is the son. Cleo mm. Hill Jr., assistant coaches, staff, Jalen, Austin for the Food Lion Tournament MVP and all players involved for the Winston-Salem State Rams. Congratulations as both the men's and women's were crowned CIAA Tournament champions. Moving on to the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, Russ Bearcats, the women win Oak Credit Union GCAC Tournament Championship. The women win the second straight GCA title. With a 51 to 50 last second winning shot over Philander Smith. Head coach Eric Jackson Jr., along with the assistant coaches staff, Katie Blackman, star of the tournament, and all other players involved. Congratulations on winning the Hope Credit Union GCAC tournament championship. On the men's side, we have the Tougaloo Bulldogs. Men win the Hope Credit Union GCAC tournament championship. Men with a second straight title, 62-61, thrilling, thrilling victory over Flanders Smith. Um, as the game looked like it was going over time, back and forth at the end, um, a foul with essentially no time on the clock. It was the appropriate call, just a bang-bang play. Yeah. Sends two little Bulldogs to the line. They hit the shot, and they get it done. Coach, Head coach Eric Struthers, we listened to him last week with a great interview. Uh, going into the tournament, along with his assistants, coaches, staff, Cameron Copeland, tournament MVP, and all players involved. Congratulations. On to some independent programs. We're not finished. Florida Memorial Lions women's wins the Sun Conference Tournament Championship with a 98-85 victory over Southeastern for the 17th straight conference win. As head coach Gregory Stanback is getting it done, along with assistant coaches, staff, Aaliyah Den, I'm on tournament with MVP and all players involved. Get it done for winning the Sun Conference. And most recently, yeah, Xavier, Xavier Gold Rush wins the Red River Athletic Tournament Championship with a 79-63 victory over LSU Shreveport. Head coach Alpha Williams, congratulations, along with the assistant coaches staff. Xavier Reeves, tournament MVP, along with all the other players involved. Coach Alfred Williams becomes the first head coach in Xavier men's basketball history to win three championships. Had a five-way tie. He gets it done. Remember, 
this is a second year in the Red River Athletic Conference. Prior to that, he had back-to-back championships in the Gold Coast Athletic Conference. So I wanted to give a shout-out and kudos to these individuals, women and men, uh, in regards to uh, getting championships in their respective conference championships. Again, kudos to all those involved. Wanted to take a little step and kind of pull back and make sure we recognize those programs. Significant accomplishments to get it done. Uh, Many of them over the long haul of the season playing well enough to get in a tournament, then going on a significant run. And obviously those tournament championships, regular season championships mean a great deal. So uh, with that being said, let me go to you, Charles, uh, in terms of any news that you wanted to share above and beyond maybe some of these championships out here. Well, you mentioned you mentioned the championships, and and I wanted to uh, first and foremost uh, send thoughts and prayers to the Delaware State bowling team who were involved in a, a car accident uh, a few days ago, February twenty third. Uh, a member team uh, is coach, university staff member, driver were aboard the bus at the time of the accident, and uh, the injured occupants were transported to local hospitals for treatment. So, I want to start off by saying thoughts and prayers to Delaware State University uh, uh, bowling team uh, in terms of a speedy recovery. Uh, But, Dr. Gaville, in addition uh, to those championships that you mentioned, uh, those uh, teams winning tournament championships, uh, kudos to Jackson State women's uh, basketball uh, team in terms of winning their fourth consecutive regular season title in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Coach Demetra Reed, we've had her on this show before, uh, but those Jackson State Lady Tigers, they were able to uh, close the loop, if you will, uh, avenging the early loss to Prairie View. Uh, with a huge win this past Monday. Uh, so shout out to Jackson State in regards to another regular season swag turn, uh, swag tight. So, so what? So, <laughs> so what? I don't care. <laughs> Man, uh, stay with it on winning the regular season crown, as you said, closing up, getting a little payback. And I think they uh, stayed out there on the force alone. They gave a little push. Uh, for the men to make sure they got it done against Prairie View for a big victory coming down the stretch. It's going to be interesting how that plays out. Uh, We'll get a chance to talk a little bit more about that and have the show on the men's major division and tell you what to look at is this is a short week. We close out regular season play this week with games on either Thursday and Saturday. Some of the rival games are just on Saturday. So it should be fascinating. You have obviously just eight teams that go. Essentially, you have 10 teams uh, that are still in the hunt mm. for those final spots. Um, you do have basically FAMU that lost a tough one to Southern. Southern yesterday with going around there is the last second shot, and people are not paying so much for the <laughs> shot. But in terms of the young man that went on skates, that was tough. Uh, but they had eliminated FAMU um, on the men's side. And then, obviously, you have Mississippi Valley State that has also been eliminated on the men's side. We'll talk about the eliminations on the women's side in a little bit. Uh, some of those are starting to eliminate. It looks like you might have a fix in terms of those top eight. Uh, but in regards to what that looks like, fascinating. Things are going down the stretch. Also, kudos to Norfolk State, since you talk about the women's uh, yeah. basketball. They got it done in terms of yeah. regular season championship. After a big win and a tough loss uh, for Morgan State, they lock it up, and it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Let me go to you, Mike, and see if there's any news that you wanted to kind of put on the table before we get into our first break and come back on the other <laughs> side and look at the 
major division women's top five teams of the week? Well, a little basketball related, but not on the court. I guess this is the second year for the CIAA tournament. Um, a lot of folks calling it, it successful. A um, couple of articles uh, uh, saying what the results were, 66,000 fans, a total economic impact of $19.6 million, wow. uh, according to Visit Baltimore. Um, so uh, uh, I can't compare it to all the years in Charlotte. Uh, I was a fan of Charlotte, to be honest. But when it moved to Baltimore, I was like, you know, can it replicate? Can you bring that same environment to Baltimore? But, you know, kudos to them. Uh, second year. It seemed like the coaches, fans were all pleased. So hats off to CIAA on selling their second year during the tournament in Baltimore. Good stuff. Great points that you make there. Uh, let me get this in here. Shador Sanders named top HBC football player for 2022 season. Uh, this is courtesy of www.kron4.com. Uh, this is former Jackson State quarterback Shador Sanders was named the Deacon Jones Trophy winner for his 2022 preseason performance on Saturday. The award annually is given to the best football player of a historical black college and university. Quarterback passed for 3,752 yards and rushed for 174 yards in 13 games this past season. He threw for 40 touchdown passes and scored six rushing touchdowns as the Tigers went 12-1 and with their lone loss in the season coming in the Celebration Bowl against North Carolina Central. Despite Sanders' dazzling play, got his statistics, he went on to transfer this offseason. He's following his coach and father, Deion Sanders, to Colorado. As many may not have heard by now, so we're going to share that. He'll be a junior. <laughs> Colorado went one and eleven last year, including one and eight in the Pac-12 this past season. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. One last thing is Swack statement on the Alabama A&M Alabama State men's basketball game. Usually, we don't get into referees as much in terms of a call, but this is something that I love. What we do in Black College Sports Network, we have a group of folks um, that all of these sports and make sure you get your news. So we talk among each other to kind of wrap things up. We have a, a AD Drew that uh, obviously does some officiating. So he got his view in there. Um, and you have um, Mo Carter that was giving his play-by-play -play analysis and asking questions so we back and forth. Um, I kind of questioned, and then Drew came in, provide some framework, and I said, all right, I'm going to go with it. Uh, but we come back, and my framework was a little correct. It was a foul near the end of the game. The referees did the right thing about going to the film to see what it is, but they made an error in judgment when they waved off the shot uh, and provided the technical fouls, which they should have did uh, in the play, which would have gave Alabama State a two-point lead. It would have sent Alabama A&M to the line with the chance to tie it. But they ultimately took away the point. Uh, which had Alabama A&M uh, with the lead, and then they went to the line, hit some free throws, got the ball back, and basically uh, the margin of victory was there. But yeah. according to the swack and the referees in terms of goal lines, they should not have waved off the shot. That's a tough one. We'll see how it goes down. Obviously, the referees have been um, um, corrected in terms of the action punishment has been provided to them. So I wanted to give that update because I think that's contextually important just to give some people some framework that may have had some questions and updates and hadn't seen that. 
with that, we'll go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we'll get into the major division for the women's. Stick with us for the rest of the show. We have a great show lined up. We'll get into these top five major polls. Should be able to get an interview for you. Uh, stick with us as we got uh, great folks in here listening to the lab. Um, we'll give you some love as we go through the show. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. T. Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're going to get into the HBC Major Division Top 5 programs in week number 8. See what these gentlemen say. But before that, I promised you to give you an update on the women's standings. Uh, you have three teams that are eliminated from the tournament thus far, which mm. are FAMU, the Rattlers, Texas Southern Tigers, and Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. So men's and women's yep. from FAMU, men's and women's from Valley are eliminated for the tournament um so there is one team that is in the race for the last spot uh while on the men's side is two two teams so i wanted to give you that a little update in terms of there's as i said two games left for some teams one game for those robberies like famu bethune cookman prairie view and texas southern have a single game left uh and the other uh, teams have uh, two games left as they play Thursday and Friday, short week. Concise. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But let's get into it. Dropping out this week as we have the teams receiving votes. Prairie and M Panthers sit at 14 and 4, 11 and 6. They were creeping up in there and had that tough loss on the road 
They did get split on the road, which is always important. Uh, Howard Bison sit at 13 and 13, nine and four, as they sit outside of the top 10. And Morgan State has fallen all the way from number one to out of the top five, three consecutive losses. It's been tough for the Morgan State Bears as they started off so well, but they're outside of the top five now and have given up a piece of the regular season championship after playing so well in the season. It's hard to see them fall like that, but they do have the tournament. See maybe if they can make a push and get it together. Uh, they are at 16 and 10, 9 and 4. So dropping out this week is Morgan State Bears uh, as they fall out of the top five. So what does it look like for the top five programs? Who's in? Who's out? We'll see. At number five this week, Alabama A&M Bulldogs sit at 13 and 13, 11 and 5. Uh, they are in third slot right now as they try to close out the season to get that third seed to see uh, how that looks. And obviously, second and third seed means you can stay away from Vontae Jackson State until the finals and you take your chances there if you can push the envelope. Um, so I think a lot of folks are looking forward to that. We'll see how that plays out. They have 45 points sitting at five. Uh, as they remain in the five spot. At number four, North Carolina A&T State Aggies sit at 17 and 10, 11 and 5, 60 points. They close out the season. They drop a spot from number three. They're in the Colonial Tournament this week. Uh, they have a Thursday matchup to see what they do as they try to make a run in the Colonial Tournament this week. At number three, you have the Alabama State Hornets, 15 and 12, 12 and 4, big victory as they mm. continue to push forward. They've won six straight games, so they're pretty solid. What's going on? They were not ranked, but because of the rolling, uh, they jump into the top five this week, 61 points. You see they're right there with that a and the Aggies. They get it done. At number two, Norfolk State Spartans are 23-5, and 11-2. They've righted the ship in terms of what they're doing. Uh, they have three first-place votes, 74 points as they continue to roll. Uh, they were – Previously ranked number two, if it wasn't for the number one team, they might get a part of that. They've won six straight games, much like Alabama State. So they're rolling at the right time of the year. We'll see what it looks like as they close their season this week. Uh, they already got the regular season champion, just like the number one team, which is Jackson State Tigers, sitting 18 and 8, 15 and 1, five first place votes, 78 points. They remain at number one, second consecutive week as they get it done, as they've gotten the hold of number one. They seem not to want to relinquish as they punish Prairie View, one of the top teams. If you wouldn't have swat at home, and as you said earlier, got a little <clears> bit of a revenge in terms of that's their only loss to a SWAT team as it was on the road. Uh, they cut down the next for a regular season champion as they just continue to roll uh, three in a row. Or is it four in a row for Jackson State? How many in a row? I lose count. They just keep rolling. How many won, regular season won, championships? That's 12. 12 in a row. Uh, they've won four regular season championships in a row. They've won 12 in a row in terms of games this season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. See, they just got a lot of rows in a row. So let me go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike, what are your thoughts? Man, <clears throat> nothing wrong with this poll. <clears throat> I was going to say North Carolina AT, you can make an argument for them moving up. They're number two, mm. Nikonia, but they got, they got their hats handed to them by. Uh, was it UNCW, which is like they're two in a million in the conference. Yeah, and, exactly. that, that, and that was like a 30-point loss almost. So um, so I, I think I – was, I was disappointed the way that the Lady Aggies closed the season. They had a chance to get a share of that championship. They lost yeah. uh, two games. Two of them were at home. 
uh, where they had played really well. So going down the stretch, they kind of fills it out. Be interesting to see if they can get it together in the tournament because they played so well early in the season, particularly in the Colonial. So to your point, Mike, I like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. And then uh, other than that, uh, Jackson State, that little school in, in Mississippi, they doing all right. <laughs> they should be number one. Hats off to Norfolk State. They doing all right. So <laughs> nothing wrong with the poll. But I will say, if you look at what happened in the CIAA, just because you finished the season at number one, yeah, get into that tournament. I'm just yeah. saying the Ides of March. Hey, you know what? I buddy? like that point. Go ahead, Charles. To your point, I, I got to thinking about this. Um, and, and let's just say I, I was living in fantasy land. Let's just say something happens to Jackson State in the swag tournament. Something happens to Norfolk State in the swag tournament. Could we see these two match up against each other in a NIT type uh, for uh, WNIT? Uh, format. I mean, is it is it possible that you could see two of the better teams in uh, women's basketball on the HBCU side uh, face each other? And I, I got to think about it, like you know, we talk about it. Anything can happen in a tournament. Uh, not that you you know wish hard luck on any of these teams, but you just thought about what would a, a matchup of a one versus two look like uh, uh, in terms of regular season champion of the SWAC, regular season champion of the MIA. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought. I would love to see that actually. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> hey, I think Mike would love to see it for multiple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> As he kind of gives up the ghost in the tournament, uh, I don't see Jackson State losing the tournament. Nah. And the way nah. they're playing, I really don't see Norfolk State. <laughs> but to your point, anything can happen in those tournaments. Mike said it perfectly in the March. We call it madness for a reason. Yeah. And that's what oftentimes happen. If they did, because they finished first in the regular season, they get the automatic bid to the WNIT, is what you're mm -hmm. referring to, Charles. Mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't probably be in the opening round or the you know first round, but if they take a couple of wins, which I think both of these teams could have, have that ability. see it maybe in a quarterfinals type matchup, certainly to get to the uh, final four as they have it. Be, you could see a matchup which would be fascinating on multiple levels if the teams stub their toe, if you would, in the tournament. So that's something interesting. I did want to say this: we talked about AT playing on Thursday in the OVC uh, in terms of that tournament, yep. and that'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes as uh, AT matches up with uh, Delaware on Thursday to open things up, but you have Tennessee State on the women's side that did qualify in terms of the Ohio Valley Conference. They come in what they call the first round, and Tennessee State fa faces Southern Illinois University of Evansville. Uh, Evansville comes in at 8-21, and 21, while Tennessee State comes in at 11-17. and 17. Tennessee State finished the conference play at 7-11 while Southern Illinois also finished at 7-11. Interesting how they match up. Uh, they take the top teams in the conference and pair them up. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like in a couple of matchups. Any thoughts in terms of Tennessee State chances in the OVC tournament? I'll start with you, Mike, or North Carolina A&T, if you would, in regards to the Colonial Tournament as Hampton uh, was is not – uh, listen to the play as they get it done. They'll play Hostra as well in terms of Hostra being 9-18, and 18, Hampton coming in at 10-16. and 16. 
if, if anybody, I like uh, the Aggies chant, the Lady Aggies. <clears throat> Even though they slumped off toward the end of the year, if they played to their potential, you look at, mm -hmm. you know, how they were playing in the middle of the year, the beginning of the year, something happened. It was like a step change toward the end of the year. Um, they lost their last, what, two, two out of three, um, you could say. Yes. So uh, I think, you know, I say that with a big asterisk or whatever or a star. If they play like they can in the middle of the year, um, I think they have a shot at making it far being competitive. I'm not sure about, you know, you know, Tennessee State. What are they, number five, six in the conference? They do have some quality wins, but, you know, they have some tough competition. They yeah. haven't proved that they can be play with, at least to me, the top three in that conference. Right, right. Good stuff. Charles, what are your thoughts? Any of those teams have a chance to make a run? I think AT uh, Aggies. I think when you take a look at AT, when they're playing at their best, they're they're uh, they've proven to be one of the top teams in the CAA. They've proven to be one of the top teams in that conference. Uh, to to your point, Mike, I, I think it's a, a tougher road for uh, Tennessee State because uh, we just have not seen uh, the analytics where it shows that they are one of the uh, top three teams in the OVC. So I think it would be difficult for Tennessee State to uh, pull a shocker, but you can very well see A&T uh, come through with the CAA tournament win. Yep. To your point, A&T finished the season as 17 and 10, as you saw, conference race, they were 11 and 5, which was a four-way tie uh, for the second uh, position, obviously based on tiebreakers is how things bounce out in terms of the tournament and where they're seated. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll follow that Wednesday, Thursday. We'll give you those updates on the Thursday show. With that being said, stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. We'll come back on the other side uh, and give you some more news and notes on the HBCU program. Shout out to Jerome's Deep Sutton, uh, Edward McMorris, Emma Price, uh, Deron Waters, Chuck Hunt, Edwin D. Moore in the building, Brother Wendell Davis uh, giving some love in here. Lennon Lowe is in here. Brandon King, good evening, professors and HBCU family, no doubt, uh, in the building. LaShawn Harris, G. Boone Holly gives us an update with Prairie Baseball splitting on the road. U of H Victoria wins the first Ooh, game. We got to talk about baseball, too. The second game, 6-4. A uh, little bit of baseball going on, and we'll talk a little bit about this weekend, some big baseball victories. We'll do that in the last segment of the show in terms of some matchups to watch and make sure we give you some baseball updates as well. Jazzy yeah. Faye is in the building giving us some love as well. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Ricky Burton is in the building uh, as we – Mary Allen, uh, as always, giving us uh, Thomas as well. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant quality sheen to gravies and sauces. <laughs> It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. 
The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. 
make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. T. Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow that. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into the men's side of the top five rankings in week number eight. As we come back in here, we have dropping out this week. Tough week. Tough week for some teams. Uh, mm -hmm. As we have those receiving votes of the Prairie Bay and the Panthers sit at 14 and 4, 11 and 6. The Howard Bison sit at 13 and 3, 9 and 4. Uh, we have Morgan State Bears. Uh, jumping out of here in regards to that. Let me give that update. I'm sorry, that's on the women's side. But on the men's side, Norfolk State Spartans sit at 20 and 9, 9 and 4. Took a tough loss on the road to North Carolina Central. Playing well all season. Let you know how competitive the top five is for the men. Norfolk State Spartans fall out. They are at the top receiving votes, though. At 71 points, sit at 20 and 9, 9 and 4, along with Maryland East and Shore Alt, 16 and 12, 8 and 5. And then you have the Southern Jaguars, who also have fell off in terms of where they were ranked in the top five earlier uh, doing MEAC SWAC play. 14 and 15, 10 and 6. Receiving, dropping out with uh, Norfolk State Spartans sitting at 29, 9 and 4. As I said, let's jump in the top five. And number five, North Carolina Central Eagles off the <laughs> overtime victory come in in the five spot, getting hot at the right time of the year, as they seem to always do. You have yeah. none other than your Norfolk, North Carolina Central Eagles of the MEAC, 16, 11, 9, and 4, getting it done as they continue to play at 70 points. So they just edge out Norfolk State just like they did in the game, it seems, yesterday with 70 points uh, or not ranked in terms of that. And it should be reversed. They have 71 points and Norfolk State has 70. With that being said, when you look at the MEAC and North Carolina Central, uh, Norfolk State has won uh, losing that game. The Central Central has won six games. Let's get in number four. You have the Howard Bison sit at 18 and 12, 20, 10 and 3. They had a big win. They needed yesterday. Uh, things would have got even more chaotic. They have 73 points. They stay at number four. This Howard has bounced back after that loss on Saturday uh, to North Carolina Central. And number three, Tennessee State Tigers, 18 and 13, 10 and 8. Uh, they had a chance to really make it interesting for the second spot in the OVC. They lost a tough game to on Saturday as they were rolling, winning seven out of eight. So they've won close season seven out of nine games. At number two, Alcorn State Braves, 16 and 12, 13 and three. At number four, 99 points, previous number one. So they dropped a spot after they lose on Saturday. They do bounce back on Monday and get Texas Southern. Brings us to number one, which is Grambling State Tigers, 20 and 8. Whoa! Major division team with 20 wins, 13 and 3 on the season, seven first place votes, 113 points. They move up a spot to number one as they get it done. The Grambling Tigers go into Florida 
and take both games and sweep as they go on the Florida road trip, uh, playing some very good basketball, if you would, for those G-men, as they like to say. They've won seven straight games, so they're one of the hottest teams out there if you look at what they're doing. With that being said, Charles, what are your thoughts on the men's major division top ten poll ranking? Well, kudos to Bramlin. Uh, and they were able to slide up to the one uh, with the Alcorn stumble uh, this past Saturday. But, you know, you were kind of waiting for this Gramlin team to show up, to show up, because we, we got some early glimpses of it, especially uh, in the non-conference schedule with those uh, Pac-12 wins that they had. Uh, so you knew that they had a really good basketball team, uh, whatever slippage happened along the way. But here they are, one of the hottest teams in HBCU basketball, they were sent it to number one. Can't say enough about that basketball program. I think it's the first time in uh, X number of years. I can't remember since the last time they had 20 wins, but uh, Grambling basketball getting it done. And coming down the stretch, look at North Carolina Central. Coming down the stretch, uh, like like coming out of the pack, like watching the Kentucky Derby, here comes the North Carolina Central Eagles. I tell you what, they're playing some tremendous basketball. And <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, I, I, that was uh, very interesting to see North Carolina Central, what they're doing in the MEAC now. You you knew it was there, and now it's starting to show up. So uh, I tell you what, these teams playing some great ball going into tournament play. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating big with them as they go into overtime hold on court. Mike, what are your thoughts uh, in terms of the top five programs? You see it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, nothing, actually, I think you got it right the first time. I ain't had nothing to say about your polls, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if it's a coffee I'm drinking or, or what. Ten, uh, Tennessee State's playing some good ball. They're in third. Um, they, they've lost to Moorhead, which is number one. But Tennessee Tech, they, which is number two, they had a solid win, win against them. So they're playing some good ball. Grambling, what can you say? Four weeks, one loss. Their loss was to Alcorn. Alcorn mm-hmm. State, four weeks, two losses to Southern and to Prairie View. So I think they're ranked appropriately. Uh, you look at uh, you look at a four-week stretch, you compare all the data points. It says at Grandma State, congratulations, hats off. You're doing it this year. But the odds are March. Big, <laughs> big stuff, big stuff. That tournament is going to be madness. When you look uh, this past weekend, just to be – example in terms of Saturday uh, and Monday matchups of the 10 games that were played, 80% of them were within nine points, three-point yep. uh, bas- three basketball in their games. Within that, let's get into our last break. We'll come back on the other side. We have a great interview uh, ready for you, so stick with us. We'll come back uh, after this quick break. T. Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden and Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eighth. 
He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yesla and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. I'm just playing, man. No, it's all good. It's all good. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. We told you we have a great interview lined up for you. We have Coach Eric Jackson of the Russ College Bearcats. Uh, they are champions of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. Um, they've done it two years straight. Um, so this is not by accident. They are playing some good basketball. Played a tough schedule early in the season to let you know that I didn't just stop following this team. They went out to Arizona. I gave some teams fits out there. Uh, went down the stretch to been in the top five for much of my season in terms of the HBCU mid-major division, uh, particularly on the women's side. Uh, stumped the toe against Philander Smith, uh, which was a quintessential matchup because they came back and got the victory. Then they had a last-second shot. Anybody missed that, man, you need to go find tapes because it was beautiful. Big-time plays, big-time calls. Women do what championship teams did, and they get it done. So, Coach, Welcome and congratulations. Man, thank you. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me on, man. It's it's, it's a great honor. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you're a Rush College alumni, seventh collegiate season, fourth a year as the head coach of Rush College. Talk about getting a championship and getting the chance to coach the alma mater. Man, it's, it's a dream come true, man. Um, you know, just from the standpoint of uh, when, when, I, when I was playing – um, I played under uh, Coach Rodney Stennis, and we were Division Three at the time. So what that mean in short is we didn't have any athletic scholarships. So everything was academic, um, you know, and then on top of that, we weren't yeah. in a conference. And so all of those things, you know, made it – made adversity already be a part of before you even start playing, you had some things you had to, to do to even get a shot to play the national tournament. So whereas in a conference, you get automatic bids and whatnot, um, being an independent, you had to get, you only qualify for at-large bids. Well, to get at-large bids, you had to play 17, 18 of your 25 games, division three, and the division three teams knew that. And so we would only have maybe five mm -hmm. or six home games in a 25-game schedule. Wow. And so, man, we had some teams that I tell you, if we had just a regular conference schedule, man, it is no doubt in my mind we would have a few conference championships at the least. Um, but not even with just my class, but with classes that came before and after me. And so it's just a blessing to be able to be a part of a conference in general um, and have that opportunity uh, just to represent my alma mater for not just – the, the uh, people that's there now, but even the people that came before me and my classmates. And so it's just a great honor. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. That's a 
really nice perspective for mm -hmm. folks that may not be aware mm -hmm. of what it is to be at an HBCU and play other teams and how sometimes it's bigger than what you all think in terms of just a matchup. So you have the X's and O's that you got to deal with, which uh, rightfully so is tough in itself. When this bio came out, you were 59 and 26. So uh, this is not an accident. Uh, back, back in 2019-20, you got up to 23rd in the country. You talk about So you built the program. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't follow up and ask you uh, about Gulf Coast Athletic Conference and the rigor of the conference and how it's coming together and growing and building and the commitment that your presidents, uh, the newly named commissioner, Dr. Kiki Baker-Barnes, is putting together to take and to continue to build on the legacy of the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference. Man, I mean, just shout out to, to women in leadership, first off, um, just doing a great job, you know, just doing a great job of just being visionaries, being progressive, um, not trying to just live up to the status quo, but trying to push the envelope um, for us to be bigger and better um, and, and showing that we can do that, you know, with, within ourselves, you know, and I think that is just, you know, great. Um, you know, Dr. Taylor, when she first got here, she just invested in athletics as a whole. Um, I was, I was here in the middle of the transition um, from our athletic director who was here for, uh, who served at Rest College for 50 years and to our new and current athletic director, uh, Mr. Jarvis Steven. Um, and they were just all about pushing um, athletics and make sure we have the resources we need um, to thrive, you know. Um, and then on the back end, in return, we make sure that we recruit students to keep the enrollment where it needs to be so she can keep replenishing the resources. And so it's just a, it's just a quid pro quo situation there and we try to do our part and so now, you know, kind of getting the fruits of our labor, as you, as you, you know, if you, if you will, just being able to recruit students by her increasing our scholarship money, um, you know, mm -hmm. renovations on the gym and the weight room, um, all those different things, the, the residence halls, it makes it easier for us to get the level of student athlete that we need to be competitive in the GCAC um, because it is absolutely tough. It is ridiculous, you know, and, and people think NAI is, is a step down, but let me tell you, everybody that, that don't play in the NAI, yeah. man, it is, yeah. it is. Come in there playing if you want to. God yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You ain't going to tell it, we ain't do this. Yeah, you know, that's it, man. It is, it is different. It's a different beast. And, um, you know, and, and talk, gyms, man, it is ridiculous. Every single game is a, is a is a rivalry game, man. Every single game, records don't matter. You know, it, it. they're in there packed, and and it makes it even worse. You know, lately now since we've been kind of at the top of the conference, you're getting everybody's best shot. You know, mm. now you know, so it makes it even worse. So every time you come to town, it's either Greek night or it's a blackout or you know something like that, just to get the bodies in there uh, to make the environment really really hostile. But it's so it's so much fun. Um, you know, and, and Dr. Barnes, you know, she implemented this uh, this new way to, to have conference games um, to try to help out the new members that we've had um, that come in uh, Wiley College and Oakwood. We're so spread out geographically now as we're trying to grow the conference. We implemented these pods where we played three games in a row um, over the course of four weekends. Um, to get 12 games. So you're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you rest, and then you come back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, play again, 
and then you rest, and then you go on for four weekends to get uh, 12 of your 14 conference games, and then you play a home-and-home with your travel partner. And so um, just that just that type of, of progressive thinking uh, gave us the opportunity for our conference to grow when some teams left our conference um, this past summer, you know, and so it's just something that I just think is really, really cool for um, and something that we need as a conference to make sure that we continue to grow and thrive and get to that ever elusive number of 10 teams so we can get two bids uh, to the national tournament. Excellent. Excellent. Coach, you can't say this because it's Tampa, but I can say this, you know, shout out to Philman, Xavier, you know, um, <laughs> and, you know, there's some of those matchups y'all want to Jarvis Christian. I know y'all went in there, but Wiley over there, you might want to look at this. Texas College, you know, they doing some big things. Houston Tillerson, I'm just saying. Exactly. Uh, that culture is the culture. And then I also want to put in the plug in when you do the travel part over to uh, Virgin Islands, you feel <laughs> make sure you call your boy. You know, okay. I'll come to that game. Just let you all know. All I need is a hotel room. I'll make it work. I'll carry some bags or something. I know. Exactly. Man. So the whole team going. So we're going to show down there. Hey, why not? We'll why it. not, man? Why not? Get some oxtails and some rice and peas or something. You better I believe it. Exactly. <laughs> that, point, that point right there. That's it. <laughs> Charles, go ahead. Follow up. Well, well uh, first and foremost, Coach uh, Jackson, I want to welcome you to Dr. Fields Inside HBC Sports Lab. Uh, you have made my house a happy home tonight as my wife is a proud, proud, fiercely loyal uh, Russ College alumnus, uh, as well as I married into this Russ College family from uh Father-in-law, mother-in-law, uh, aunts, uncles, yeah. cousins, uh, they love them some Russ College. So I uh, appreciate you mm-hmm. coming on the show tonight. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit and ask you a little bit about the team itself. Uh, this team has uh, been winners. Uh, as Dr. Bill mentioned, over the past couple of seasons, uh, you have uh, really transformed this program. But talk about some uh, of the playmakers on this team that has uh, captured another Gulf Coast Conference uh, uh, championship. Man, um, <laughs> let's start off with the with the hometown hero herself, uh, Katie Blackman. Um, that's the young lady who's been with me for all five years. She's been here through the rebuild, and this is her fifth year. She's using her COVID year right now. She's finishing up um, her her um, her classes for graduation in a couple of months. Um, she's from right down the road in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Um, she was a winner there. She won three state titles in her first in her three years at high school. Um, and oh. she's right now, she's our all-time leading rebounder. She's a thousand point score, um, over eleven hundred rebounds right now and counting. Um, she has just been the anchor and the foundation of, of this rebuild and of this team as we continue to grow. Um, and she's so she's so humble. And you know, sometimes when you get kids that are talented like that, um, they're a little high maintenance, you know, but she's the exact opposite, you know, and it's and it's just a, a a joy to culture. Um, you know, I'm we're definitely gonna she's gonna leave a gaping hole in our in our roster for sure. So we, you know, we gotta make sure that we try to fill it, whether it's with two different people trying to put some things together to make one or yeah. uh, you know, or get or get lucky. But um yeah. Katie Blackman for sure. Um and then her and then her her twin tower mate Naya McGuire, you know, mm-hmm. second leading scorer. Um she is, you know, she's my bucket. You know, when I need a basket. You know, that's who I go to. She, mm. she is just 
amazing. They play so well together because Katie is mm. more of like a she's a willing number two, if you will. Mm. You know, but she and so she's she's one of those people when you play pickup basketball and you know you want to get some shots up, and and Katie's the girl that's gonna say, Hey, I don't mind you shooting, but just let me get down there so I can get the rebound. You can shoot as much as you want to. And wow. that's that's how Katie oh, is. Really? That's how she gets that double double every night and all those different types of things. And Naya's kind of the opposite of that. She's like she demands the ball, but when she gets the ball, she's shooting 55%. You yeah, know, her and Katie both her and Katie both top five in the conference and in, in field goal percentage, and but they just do it in different ways. And I think that really works for us um from the post perspective. Mm-hmm. Um Mike, they, go ahead and follow up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, coach finish. Oh no, go go ahead, man. I mean, look, I can go all night. I got I got sixteen <laughs> girls, and I play thirteen of them every night. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 a deep ball club. I've noticed that with six. exactly. <clears throat> and that and going that goes to to my point question. Well, first, coach, congratulations, two Thank years you. in a row. That's phenomenal. Um, we were messing with you in the break, but uh, hats off to you and the team. You two years in. You started, you said, you know, when, you know, kind of during the rebuild, the restructuring, now you're two championships. You've gone from the hunter to the hunted. Right. You, you obviously have done a great job with recruiting. So now what do you tell those kids that you want to bring to the program? What is that? Does that message change? What are you telling these kids? Hey, come to Russ. We got something. What's your message to them? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, look, look at where we were and look at where we are now. And, you know, we, we've been able to sustain the success now. It's not like a one-hit wonder uh, where we just had a really good team one year and then now we got to wait four years for kids to get up and um, and try to get better. Um, we're ready to go right now. We believe in reloading um, in Russ College women's basketball. We don't believe in rebuilding. And so, you know, th- this is one of those situations where um, we're just happy to be able to say that to some kids. And, you know, my recruiting style, I, I – I like freshmen, but the freshmen I like don't like me. They like the D ones. I put it like that. So, <laughs> so I, I normally um, my come up some of my friends, my coaching friends in the conference. They call us transfer you because I got outside of Katie Blackman, every other kid on my kid on my team has transferred from somewhere else. Wow. And, um, and so that that part um, to to answer your question, it makes it easier for this group. Um, that's coming in because now I'm going to have 10 or 11 returners when this pat this time a year ago, I brought in nine brand new girls. And so mm-hmm. now they're going to be able to learn the system, um, learn our style of play, but also understand that they're going to have the opportunity to be themselves uh, within that system um, because we play 13, 14 girls, you know, so now, so if you're coming here and you want to just get your rocks off and, you know, average 20, 25, this might not be the place for you. But if you want to play quality basketball um, that, that's Christ-centered, that wants, that wants to connect the life lessons through basketball and teach you some things other than, you know, coming off a of pick and roll, um, the value of being on time, the value of relationships, all those different types of things that we try to teach in our little small community at Rust College, our big family, what we call, what we call it at Rust, you know, this is the place for you. And we're going to win a couple championships while we do that. You know, but the, the thing about it is we want you to leave here with some of those soft skills um, to make sure that after you leave us and the, and the ball stops bouncing and, bouncing and those knees start hurting like mine, you know, you can sit behind a desk and make some money to provide for you and your family. And so that's kind of what we sell. 
not just in my program, but in all the student, all the athletes um, across the campus for sure. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Coach uh, yeah. We're up against. I did be remiss if we give a chance to, to give some shout outs and uh, thank yous to those that helped make this possible. Oh yeah, man, no doubt, man. Shout out to first of all um, my president, Dr. Ivy Taylor, um, my VP for institutional advancement, Miss um, Tiffany Perry, my AD. Uh, Jarvis Steven, appreciate you guys for your, your unwavering support, um, allowing us to fly all the way to Arizona, um, being a little school in, in Holly Springs, man, it's, it's not easy, but they found the resources to allow us to do that, to represent, um, you know, I appreciate all the um, the Bearcat crazies that came to the game that were watching on the stream, um, you know, all those people, man, the students that came and drove up, you know, it's not easy working up, you know, $20, $30 in gas money to, to come to a game as a college student because, you know, we all were there once upon a time. So we appreciate that. That's right. Um, you know, we, we appreciate all of that, man. And I and I especially appreciate my family because every last one of my uh, my family members were there um, in person uh, from my wife to my brothers, my sister, even my brand new born baby nephew was there uh, cheering us on, man. And so I just appreciate them as well, you know. And then I also appreciate you guys. Uh, for just giving us a platform uh, to to be able to you know celebrate uh, HBCU and Black excellence, man, from a sports perspective, and uh, give us a, a space to talk, man. So I appreciate you guys and everything that you do uh, for us, for sure. It's our pleasure, and we'll make sure you yes, always have a space here as you continue to do the work, get the championships as you make this run in the tournament. Let us know, and we'll, we'll be following you. Uh, Good deal, said, man. We know you have a big schedule, so. We're going to take this last break. We'll come back on the other side with a little overtime as we're getting into the tournament. We've had some great plays in overtime, so it's appropriate as we get into and give you a little update on some of the games to watch out as we continue uh, the tournament spaces as we're up against it on different levels. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Now, you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like a loot machine. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today 
Don't delay. Call Cuvay. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville's inside the HBC Sports Lab as we give you some overtime. We want to give you some games to watch out for. Give you a little bit of updates because we got softball and baseball. You obviously had Major League Baseball, um, Andre Dawson Classic down there in New Orleans. Some great matchups. Some games were on Friday. I got to watch them directly. Very entertained. But we start off on the Friday matchups. You had Alabama AM. Uh, defeating Prairie View 13 to 1. That was a seven inning shortened game. Uh, then you had the televised game that was very exciting. FAMU late in the game, beat up on Southern 12 to 6. You had Jackson State with the only victory over, you know, over the weekend, 3 to 0. Big win uh, in terms of that matchup. Alabama State in the nightcap had a game that went in the extra innings. It's very fascinating as they defeated Graham State 10 to 4. A lot of HBCU, if you would, Negro League type chirping going on. And that's yeah. fascinating to watch as you look at it. Then you turn it on to Saturday at Gramlin State in a nice matchup. Alabama AM looks like they have a program. Gramlin defeats them, but it was just three to two. Then you have the uh, second game matchup. FAMU uh, gets blanked in a seven inning short game, 12 to zero. Uh, as you, you know, gets it done, UNO gets it done over the Rattlers. Uh, third game in that matchup was Jackson State with a nail biter over Prairie View, winning five to four. So Jackson State at that point is two and zero coming out of the tournament. See what they do on Sunday. But before we get to Sunday, you have Alabama State with the matchup against Southern. That was a top ten matchup. Fascinating to see what happened in that matchup. Alabama State wins seven to five over Southern. And the nightcapper was a close one. The FAMU, the Rattlers getting it done. When you look at the Ag schools, FAMU over. Prairie View A&M 6-4. And then Sunday, uh, you get your last matchups there, Jackson State over Grambling State, 12-11. High-scoring game where uh, Jackson State ends up going 3-0. You know, defeats Alabama State 18-7. And, and the final game was Southern over Alabama A&M. Close one, 9-7. They get it done. So interesting as Southern went 3-0 in Houston. Uh, they take it to the chin a little bit in this matchup here. So, Fascinating when you start talking about some of these matchups uh, in baseball. Told you the top 10 uh, teams coming into this matchup in a lot of ways where you had in the Major League, Andrew Dawson, you had number one, Prairie View, number three, Alabama State, number mm -hmm. four, FAMU, number six, Southern, number eight, Jackson State, and number nine, Grambling that was in that tournament. So you had six of your top 10 teams. Uh, playing each other, facing off that we're in, and that is currently uh, the Black Nine, BlackCollegeNines.com. If I would have ranked it at the first week, after what Southern got done, I would have had at number one Southern three and zero, at number two Coppin State three and zero, at number three Alabama State three and one, at number four Bethune Cookman at two and one, and at number five Jackson State. After this past weekend and scores I just got you, you had number one Alabama State who's in that spot at five and three. At number two, you have Bethune-Cookman at six and two. At number three, Jackson State at five and two. Check out all those teams there in the East Division. At number four, Southern, finally hmm. representing for the West, four and three. And number five, back in the East, is Alabama A&M at four and four. Woo-wee! It should be interesting this season. So keep up a couple of more weeks before you get into conference play. 
Let's get back uh, to basketball in terms of some key matchups, or you can chirp in any thoughts on baseball you want to give. Uh, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the baseball, ping of the bats, or some matchups you want people to look forward to this weekend? Yeah, I just think of the first couple of weeks of the season, we've seen some some fascinating matchups. And as you mentioned, uh, <laughs> six out of the top teams uh, in the Black College Nines uh, top ten poll, uh, they faced each other. I think that's uh, you've had some fascinating matchups. You take a look at the Andre Dawson Classic this past weekend, Florida A&M mm-hmm. and Southern. Uh, Florida A&M and Southern are uh, getting uh, uh, two of the top teams. You're talking about in the SWAC East and in the SWAC West. I, I tell you what, this this upcoming uh, season in SWAC in terms of baseball, it's going to be fun. These weekend series, because uh, you just don't know. Uh, I don't think you're going to have a team that's going to uh, sweep series on a consistent basis, if you will, uh, week in, week out. I mean, you take a look at uh, Alabama State, uh, Jackson State, BAMU, Bethune, Cookman in the SWAC East, and an upstart Alabama A&M. It's going to be fun. And then the SWAC West, it's tremendous parity in the SWAC West when you're talking about Texas Southern, Prairie View, Southern, Grambling, uh, week in, week out. These are going to be some exciting matchups. Looking forward to getting out this spring and catching some exciting baseball action. Uh, that game last Saturday with Prairie View and Texas Southern, it had a football atmosphere. Uh, when you take a look at uh, the crowd that was there, they were loud. It was exciting. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Good stuff, good stuff. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it, it's early to tell, but uh, one thing I just kind of – I didn't see the, the classic, but I, you just kind of look at the numbers, man. You're starting to see the East. <laughs> there are about four or five teams in the East that are starting to tower above those teams in the West, uh, with the exception of Southern. You look at, you know, early – take an early look at ERA. Typically, Alabama State's got the top ERA. Now, Bethune-Cookman, at least through yesterday – has kind of the top team ERA. But again, these are statistics. It's early to tell, early data points. But I, I do think it's it's unique that the highest team batting averages, the, uh, the the highest winning percentages, all right now reside in the East on average, hmm. uh, statistically speaking. So, <laughs> I, I agree with you. The East is a beast. Let me go back mm-hmm. to the round ball as we get ready to close it out. Some key matchups, one game left. It's going to go down to the stretch on the uh, men's side uh, at how we're sitting at 10 and 3. Um, you have Norfolk State tied with North Carolina Central at 9 and 4. And then just uh, two games back as Maryland East Shore as they're out. Uh, but this last weekend features Norfolk State and Howard. So that should be interesting in terms of what is going to happen. And then you have North Carolina Central at South Carolina State, depending on that Norfolk State and Howard matchup. They can get a share of it, so it should be fascinating to see how things close up uh, in regards to what you're looking at. Um, But you do have some seeding going on. I'm not sure if it matters because it's four and five, so they're going to end up playing each other anyway, which is Maryland Eastern Show at eight and five and Morgan State at seven and six. Um, So it is what it is for the tournament. Uh, You get into SWAC play um, in terms of that because on the women's side, everything is settled. Uh, for the most part. And so you can keep your eyes on those matchups. But you go into the SWAC. On Thursday, you have um, Alabama A&M at Grambling fighting out and to see if Grambling can hold on and get a share of that. Obviously, Alcorn would have the number one seed if they can hold on uh, in terms of what that looks like. With teams tied, they had the head-to-head matchup in terms of uh, uh, over Grambling. Uh, with the three-point victory, getting it done is coming down to one of those stretches. Alabama State is Southern. It's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Alabama State wants to get the win 
uh, over these next two games so they can push the envelope and see if they can get in that tournament. So it'll be uh, intriguing to see what goes on. Jackson State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Arkansas Pine Bluff has slid over the last couple of games, starting out hot, but they lost seven in a row. Can they right the ship just enough to try to find a way to get in the tournament? We'll see uh, what that looks like. And then, obviously, on Saturday, you have some of those long-standing uh, uh, rivalries. Bethune-Cookman is fighting for a slot. They're at home. They get to play the rival FAMU that's out of the tournament. FAMU would like nothing else than to make sure that the Wildcats can't go either. Uh, Texas Southern Prairie, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks. This could come down uh, to see, not necessarily for Prairie View, they have a little more solid, but they can't make too much of a misstep. But Texas Southern certainly is going to need this victory to see, to make sure uh, they can get a tournament. So it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. So some of the things that are going on then. And then the women, in terms of second, third, and fourth seating, it's going to be fascinating, as I said. People are going to want to find out how to get in that second and third slot so they can see if they can get to the finals and see if they can find a way to answer to get it done. Because you would think Jackson State is going to find a way to come through the quarterfinals, semifinals. You want to stay away from, I would think, as long as possible. So it'd be fascinating with that going on. With that, we'll do it for the show today. Wanted to give you a little overtime, extra time. Uh, the games on Thursday for HBCU Go uh, will be 538 o'clock. On Thursday, that's Jackson State at Arkansas Pine Bluff. I told you what that means on the men's side, doubleheader there. You'll get to see the Jackson State champions women's team as well as they close out the season uh, Thursday and Friday on the road. On Saturday, you have the Texas matchup between Texas Southern at Prairie View, both men's and women's. Uh, so it would be fascinating to see uh, credit to HBCU go on the Saturday matchups to keep your going. That's a third, 12.30 and 3 o'clock on Saturday. With that being said, thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadakabil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab uh, with uh, the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Coach Jackson, championship team, women's coach of Russ College. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday. So check us out. We'll be back on Thursday looking at the mid-majors, giving you some updates on the SIC tournament. Um, you have Langston as they close out on the uh, Sooner Athletic Conference. We'll give you an update there as they're in the quarterfinals. They play tonight. We look forward to next Thursday in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll also give you a top five mid-major major, mid-major women's and men's poll rankings on Thursday. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.